Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. Taking a look at just a grab bag of uh, headline stories going on around the sports world as we do each Tuesday and Thursday at around... 445 and obviously with the macro conversation got a little bit of a late start there but can tell that that's going to be a hot topic that continues on I think on social media and certainly on the website sickum365.com and even on our chat room and everything else because that was uh, pretty enlightening stuff there from macros and I'm gonna tell you guys right now there is a mixed bag of reactions like you know some of it is good need to say that and then some of it's like I can't believe he's calling out his OC like that and um, can't believe he's micromanaging. I don't think he's micromanaging. I, I think that he's just an AD that's obviously involved in what's going on and wants to know where I, things are. But he's not. It's not like he's calling the plays all of a sudden or you know anything nuts like that. Um, I think he's just putting his foot down and letting it be known that like what we're seeing is unacceptable and it's just not going to be able to fly for much longer. He can't do anything right right now. Right. I, I get it. I you that's know. It, yeah. And here's another thing. Those who are saying he should not call it as offensive coordinator or should he be getting involved with the same ones bitching about the offensive coordinator in the offense. And believe right. me, he we didn't get into the defense. Yes, they have their problems too. Yeah, I think I, I responded to somebody who said, it's just not the glaring issue coming out of Saturday night. Like your defense played well enough to win that game if your offense contributes a little bit or at least be close in that game, yeah. um, especially early on. But regardless – uh, let everybody debate on on what they heard or, or read or whatever. Uh, it is a Tuesday, and so that means a, a little glance at the college football TV ratings from this past weekend. And guess who? We had some, a couple big bangers, but uh, who do you think was the top, uh, I guess, eyeball getter from the, the big games this weekend? You had Notre Dame and Louisville. You had Kentucky, Georgia, Bama A&M, OU Texas. Uh, you had... You know, uh, I would have thought that Bama A&M, but with OU and Texas both being undefeated and Texas being as highly ranked as they are, that one got off to an early start in that game. It was an 11 o'clock kick, and everybody's juiced up early. Yes, and you would be correct. Oklahoma-Texas was the top-watched game in the country uh, last weekend. 7.87 million viewers on ABC and ESPN2, the top earner. Not by a, a grand margin, though, as we'll get to in just a second, uh, but 7.87 million. That included ABC. That included the uh, Mac, uh, Pat McAfee simulcast uh, over on ESPN2. But largest audience for Red River since 2009 and there was one game between these two that was a bit higher, but it doesn't count as far as the regular season tally because it was the Big 12 championship rematch that they had uh, back in 2018. That actually drew 10-plus million viewers, so that was higher. But regular season-wise for Red River, highest since 2009 and 7.87 million viewers uh, for that game. It's up about 4 million from last year. Why do you think that is? Well, because that was a blowout win and 
most people got bored and turned the channel as Texas went on to romp them uh, 40 to nothing. So big bounce back in the ratings there, uh, but not too far behind. Over on CBS, that 330 kick, Alabama, Texas A&M, about 500,000 less viewers, 7.23 million watched Alabama and A&M. Notre Dame, Louisville, third, 5.12 million viewers. Maryland, Ohio State drew 4.5 million viewers. And then rounding out the top five, you had Kentucky and Georgia with 3.19 million viewers. And, man, how do you feel? And you already feel pretty bulletproof as is, but if you're Greg Sankey, and you were sitting there surveying the lands of Oklahoma and Texas on Saturday and the scene that that was, and then you turn around and you had Alabama A&M going on at the same time, and then not to mention Kentucky-Georgia right there amongst other games. Um, man, well, I- I'm sure he was just ear-to-ear smiling all Saturday long and, and still probably to this day. Ross Dellinger, from uh, again with what he does at Yahoo, actually yeah. wrote a story about it, penned it his top of his uh, Twitter feed, a day with the SEC King, 200,000 fans, 500 miles, plenty of cowboy hats, five funnel cakes, three cities, two top 25 games, and one born-again Texan uh, on Greg Sankey on the weekend he had in the state of Texas. Yeah, Greg Sankey said a couple of things in that, that, like, he has those moments where he sounds like the emperor. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like... He kisses ring? Yeah, just a little bit, you know... Good, good. Your anger makes me stronger. You know, like right, those yeah. kind of things. Like, and then he he says things that are really, you know, reasonable. But like that's that's kind of how I view him a little bit. Is he has these moments where he slips into like, so what? What are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, he's got to be just so fat and happy because look, he got the. One of the best, when it's all about television, he got one of the best television shows you can get is Texas, oh, yeah. Oklahoma. And he just got say, Game of Thrones at its peak, basically. Exactly. He yeah. got Texas and Oklahoma, and they had the, the decency to be good at the same time for him. Right, yeah. Like that, and again, the Big 12 should be even more mad about Texas and Oklahoma, like not pulling their weight a little bit, and that, hey, this is the crown jewel of the thing. If you guys could both be good at the same time. Yeah, because so they not... have done this like eight of the last ten years yeah. instead of it, like they did the one, but that, that, yeah, I mean, that, if both of them, in a you way. know, yeah, not, you know, but it ha- would it have been different if Oklahoma had won one of those national title opportunities? Yes. Or if Texas had won in 09? Or and if, they, yes. You know, I, I just wonder what the landscape would, would be. Um, you know, if that were to have happened, but yeah, it's not, it's not their fault. Not saying that, but you know, would that have changed things or was this always destined to be, I mean, who really knows, but yeah, Greg Sankey's got to be fat and happy. And I uh, saw that headline, didn't get to read the full article, but I guess that's delving into my very question, but I, I have no doubt he looked like the Cheshire cat with, uh, 15 plus million viewers for the top two games on Saturday and all four of those teams. And those, those two games will be a part of his conference starting next year. So there you, it almost seems like that should be a weekend, right? Like, OU Texas, Bama, A&M and have it know. set up like that. I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> yeah. that's something they look into, uh, but Kentucky, Georgia also did very well. Um, you had a couple games, Michigan, Minnesota, Virginia tech, FSU also pulled in three plus million, and um, K-State, Oklahoma State on Friday night, 2.27 million. So a pretty a nice healthy jump. number. Yeah, yeah, pretty healthy number there for that ESPN Friday night game, which we know is going to be more of the norm mm-hmm. uh, moving forward for the Big 12 Conference. Uh, UCF Kansas was nearly at a million and a half as well. And uh, and so there you go. There's just a few of those games that got a million or more. I uh, didn't mention all of them, but some of the Big 12. And obviously at the top, the SEC with two monstrous games uh, with uh, those two rivalries there. Meanwhile, in uh, 
I guess, no, actually, I take this back. Uh, we were talking about NIL so heavy, and it uh, it brought me to this quote, and it was just funny timing that I was looking through my timeline at the, at the point in time we were talking about NIL, but you guys know that uh, Washington's hired Tulane Athletic Director mm-hmm. Troy Dannon, and I just wanted to pass along this quote. It was, I guess, from his, his press conference. A lot of people are scared to death of NIL. Boy, we better embrace it and go. And so yeah. that was his message very simply yep. on NIL, and I think that that's what every athletic director is pretty much echoing these days um, is it's he, the same thing. You may not like it, but you better learn to love it. He Yes. He also said he prefers seven home games, which means that the Apple Cup would be in serious jeopardy mm-hmm. because that means you only have one, and I thank Softy for tweeting this out to kind of further explain it to, I'm sure the – Thousands of people who were coming at him about <laughs> yeah. about that today, uh, but that means you only have one game for a non conference road trip with the with new Big Ten and how many games they're going to have. So that would mean that Washington State either has to be that game every year, and that means you can't go and play Clemson or you can't go and play um, you know, Texas Tech, you can't play anybody like that all the time because you'd have to save that game for Wazoo. So, you know, we'll see. I hope they keep it, but, I, you know, I doubt they will because what's been kept. Yeah, I mean, we took a break from A&M in Texas there for a little while. You know, you're about to have a break in Bedlam as well, and, you know, there will be others out there that that are fractured um, and can be repaired, but maybe go to the wayside for a little while. But, I mean, that in Civil War too, right? I mean, Oregon Oregon State would be the same thing, right, Paul, that you're basically saying yeah. they'd have to figure out the same thing. So, yeah, Apple Cup, Civil War, um, some things to be figured out there. Obviously, a lot of questions going on, which is how schedules and all of that stuff is – going to uh, ultimately work. I uh, wanted to pass this along. Arch Manny, we don't talk a lot of NIL, but I thought that this was, uh, you know, really obviously cool. notable. Um, but he's uh, he's been a man that has not seen the field, and yet he's just, you know, Mr. NIL in so many ways. And he got a deal with Panini Cards, and uh, it was an NIL deal. He had autographed uh, some cards as a part of this they were going for big time money and he had uh, signed a deal with them I guess it was back in the summer had a signature card and and all of that and there was a big hubbub about it Um, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because he's announced that he is donating all of the proceeds from that exclusive Panini card to the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Texas and uh, the card I guess sold ultimately for $102,500 hundred dollars so uh i guess the the uh, total that came back from that he is donating to ronald mcdonald central texas charity and uh that's a good deal and that's where nil can go a long way is with things like that so i think that that's just a really cool gesture it was his first deal an exclusive partnership with panini and so it will go on to benefit uh, a non-profit but it's uh it's one that will continue on they're going to create trading cards they will have exclusive autographs um, and that one that I guess went was the one of one prism black autographed card uh, that went for that total so that's the one that will be uh, going but you can still get arch manning cards it's just that that exclusive one is uh, what led to that big donation so uh, very cool that uh, he's going to be giving back to charity there so arch manning still looking forward to when we actually see him although it's no, nowhere in the cards right now this season, yeah. especially now with Malik Murphy also still there, but uh, doing some good work and um, still making a lot of money and getting a lot of attention despite not having suited up just it, yet. 
Yeah, and uh, I remember when uh, he got recruited to Texas. They're like, oh, they NIL'd him to death. And I'm like, ah, if you're an Arch Manning, you can legitimately go where you want to go, and NIL's going to follow you because you're going to have deals that have nothing to do with the fact that you're at Texas. It just has to do with the fact that your last name is Manning. Uh, And so, which this, like, the Panini card clearly was about Manning. It had nothing to do, like, he could have been Arch Manning at at Jack State. I mean, they'd have been like, yeah, let's, let's capitalize on the Mannings who you see every, like, I see Peyton and Eli Manning and Travis Kelsey more than anyone. Like, I think I see them more than I see my wife. Like, they're on television all the time. They're always there. So, you know, like, they're going to capitalize on the Manning thing. Whoever it is, whatever company, doesn't matter where he is. And I do think it's awesome that he is also acknowledging that he comes from from privilege and money and giving back, uh, especially since he hasn't done anything yet. Like it's, it, I think it speaks volumes about the Manning family yeah, that course. they also realize this and they're not in just this constant money grab. He's yeah. a young man that seems to get it. He he's a good it, yeah. young kid. Uh, and uh, I, I like what he's done because uh, he, he could, he could, he could be different, but he seems to be just uh, as, as uh, cool as it can possibly I, be. I also say, on the other side of that, I'm also not mad at Deion Sanders getting as much money he, as he can for his kids mm-hmm. and capitalizing on that because I do think it's it's you do what you want to do. I don't think it's one or the other, but I do think it's a cool thing, you know, that they're doing. Like, yeah. look, he shouldn't. And Deion sending a message not just through Sh- like Shadur and Shiloh when they get these deals. No, is, he's not. Look, uh, but hey, go get what you're worth when you're worth it, right? Like that's the message I think you got to send to the players too. Like, don't, well, yeah. Especially yeah. in this world where for so long, like that's those, that was those guys opportunity to make money and they couldn't make money. Mm-hmm. So now that you have the opportunity, yeah, there's a lot of guys on Colorado's team that aren't going to make money past be, you know, being at Colorado. So mm-hmm. get what you can while you can and uh, save it up and, and be smart with it. I think is a good lesson that that's what he's passed on and others are. Then I think that that's great for these young people to get uh, started off on a, on a good note financially. But yeah, the uh, Panini America 101 throwback prism black autographed card, one of one, $102,000, $102,500, all of it going to uh, support St. David's Healthcare and St. David's Foundation in Austin. But to your point about Dion, uh, he did bring up <laughs> that he wants Shador to capitalize and get a watch deal uh, based on his you know celebrations and things. And so we'll see. I'm sure something will come of that pretty uh, quickly. Meanwhile, in uh, Major League Baseball, just ended the sixth inning as the American League Divisional Series. Uh, game three goes on between the Astros and Twins, and it's up in Minnesota right now. Uh, the Astros leading that game 6-1 to one as they get ready to start the seventh inning. So, Stros up big. The series is tied at one apiece. So, nothing ending tonight, but the Astros can take a lead if they can hold on to their lead for three more innings uh, up in the Twin Cities. Meanwhile, later on tonight, just after 7 o'clock, first pitch for... ALDS on the opposite side of the bracket. Game number three. This one can end tonight. Uh, if the is it yeah is it best of five or best of seven, Paul? Best of five. five right best now. of five. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. So they can end it tonight with a win. Uh, Texas up two games to nothing uh, over the number one seed Baltimore Orioles in this game in Arlington after they took the first two uh, up in Bmore. So. What are your guys' thoughts on what you've seen from the Rangers to this point? We're all Rangers fans or. Paul, well, sort yeah, of, kind of, yeah, you are, you are. You're just more of a Red Sox fan, but yeah. we're, we're Rangers fans. So your thoughts on what you've seen and what you expect tonight? I think that their lineup is fantastic. Josh Young is that dude. He is that guy. Uh, he's going to, he like, he, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, uh, Evan Carter, 
who's the kid? Wyatt Langford Cup that'll probably be yeah. up there by the All Star break next year, if not before. Like they, they've got a good young core of players. Um, their position players are are young and veteran mix, but mostly young. Their pitching staff's a little bit older, but if they can get all that together at once, this could be a couple year run where they could control that division. I think a little bit. Um, I, I think the Astros are still really good, and they're not really going anywhere. But they're not what they were a couple years ago, obviously, um, because that team was so ridiculously deep. I uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting to see Nathan Evaldi. He's uh, great in the playoffs. He's always been really good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was great against Tampa Bay last week, so he starts tonight. And uh, I'm enjoying the fact that they are getting fired up by Creed. I think yeah, that's kind of a hilarious thing to. Hey, we're in a slump. We're not doing well. Let's relax. Let's listen to a stupid band from the early aughts and uh, have a good time. Come on now. No, yeah, I know it's that that's not a, a punchline. band. I enjoyed one or two of If it gets them a World Series, I'll go yeah. buy all the Creed tickets. If yeah, it gets I'll, them to yeah. a World I'll listen, Series, I'll listen to one. your buddy uh, uh, Rascal Flatts if they get to the World <laughs> yeah, Series and win it. I, I say that. That's a guy who paid to see Creed because they were from Tallahassee when I was in college, like $30. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There well, you go. That's uh, coming up later on tonight. And uh, also, uh, NHL opening night. Uh, stars not in action, Garrett, but uh, I do have the NHL uh, three-game start to the season actually underway now. Nashville and Tampa Bay uh, just uh, just got underway. You also have the Blackhawks at the Penguins later on tonight, and then the um, Seattle Kraken at the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas. Uh, that'll be tonight at around 8.30. All these games on ESPN, so they're going to have a triple header going on in uh, ESPN Plus as well. But, yeah, a trio of games to kickstart the NHL season as that now is off and running, and uh, there's a few things off the radar. Thank you, Craig. It is, uh, it is interesting watching some of the reactions to – uh, our segment with Mac and some of our discussions, great stuff with Off the Radar, John McClain around the corner. What I really sometimes don't understand is when people react to something that's an interview that can be heard and give a reaction to it or an opinion without ever listening to the interview. That's the part that kind of drives me a little bit nuts. It's, it's, uh, it's worth the listen, whether you agree with it or not. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.